0: just reach out to him right now let's just worship him such a beautiful presence of the lord is in this house right now there are answers to prayer in this house right now there's healing in this house right now come on there's deliverance in this house right now this is the house of the lord This is where God is choosing to work and to move right now in your heart and in your life because you are here today. God, you made an appointment with God today and He's going to show up and He's going to minister to the need you have in your life today because that's what God does. He cares about you. Come on, you are important to God. You count. God loves you today. Hallelujah! Oh, Jesus! We worship you today, God! We worship you today! Hallelujah! What a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord that is here today. My heart is full today. I feel so blessed just to know Him and to walk with Him. I feel blessed today because I have brothers and sisters in the Lord. I feel blessed today because at the youth rally yesterday, Brother Matt Mays was preaching. And boy, did you miss a good message. He did a phenomenal job. See, we're growing in grace and in knowledge. We're becoming what God is asking us to be and to do. So this morning, God's going to take you further in your walk with God. He's not done with you yet. The Bible said, he that hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ in Philippians 1 and 6. I thank God he's not done with us yet. Thank God he's got more for you and more for me. (laughs) My heart is full today because Elder Flowers and his wife and family are going to take the mantle of this church. We've actually been shifting this to them over the last few months. But you are going to be extremely blessed. Anybody feel God in this house? The same God that's in here is directing everything. He's orchestrating our steps. He's guiding us in those realms. I want to preach a little while this morning on the difference between having faith in God and trusting God. You and I are going to have to come to a place that we can trust that what God's doing in my life is the right thing. I might question it in my carnality. But somewhere in my spirituality, I've got to understand God knows exactly what He's doing. When and how and where. And I want to get on board with it. I want God to use me in a mighty way to advance the kingdom. This thing don't belong to none of us. It's His church. It's the work of His Spirit in our life. I couldn't be here today if in 1978 the Lord hadn't come and found me and began a work in my life. I wouldn't be here today. It's by the grace of God that all of us are here today. I can't forget that I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. Come on, I'm not, a, I'm not a, 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 somebody that's way up here. We're, we're all in this thing together. Workers together. Laborers together. Knit together. Together we can do amazing things for the kingdom of God. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. We may not like the term servant very well, but we are servants of the Most High God. That's why I can come to the place and say, Father, where do you want me at? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? How can I be a blessing? When I understand uh, that my heavenly Father has called me into this place. Come on, he said, let the greatest among you be the servant of all. If you want greatness, you go to Elder Flowers, you say, where can I serve? Where can I get connected? Because I want greatness in my life, in my walk with God. And greatness is serving. Let's turn to Luke 18 and let me read nine verses and that way we'll get our thought in in where we're headed. Sunday school, you are dismissed and I appreciate all of our Sunday school teachers and the work and labor that they put in to help us. Amen. We believe in our children. That's why we teach Sunday school. That's why all these classes are being taught to direct them at their age and and on their level to know who Jesus is. I don't know if you would agree with me or disagree with me, but our world is a mess. There is so much out there of just country after country fighting and bickering. And I can remember probably three, four years ago asking myself this question, uh, would America ever become this way and there would be revolution on the inside and stuff. Well, yes, it is. (laughs) We're a very divided country and nation. I'm not talking about politics today. I'm talking about the spiritual world. Because the enemy tries to come in and divide and conquer. And you and I have to realize we got to pray for unity because the the enemy would try to come in. And, and you know, he's going to start in the low. It's not the lowest level, but I'm going to tell you, he's going to start in your home. If He can divide your home, get a husband fighting against a wife, why you fight against a husband and, or, or against children and teenagers and all that, you know what's going to happen? That house is going to stay in turmoil and never be what God called it to be. But that will flow into the church and to the work of God. So we've got to recognize, God help me be aware that I don't allow that spirit to come in and, and, and try to take hold of me. I, I want to be faithful and I want to be what God asked me to be. Luke 18, verse 1. Some of you are going to jump ahead of me, but I'm going to make a very sharp turn when I get to verse 8 and 9. And He spake a parable unto them to the end. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Don't lose heart. Now, I believe that with on my heart, but I'm not going to preach on prayer. Verse 2. Saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there came, and there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, avenge me of mine adversaries. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continually coming she weary me. Prayer works, folks. Don't give up on prayer. James chapter 5 he said pray again. I prayed pastor and nothing's happened. Pray again. And if it don't happen today pray again tomorrow. Pray again Monday. Pray again Tuesday. Pray again. Why? Because prayer works. Just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean God isn't working and God isn't moving on people, situations or things. But I know if I stop praying the hand of God stops too. I've got to pray again. And the Lord said hear what? The unjudged Just saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I'm going to ask you a question. When the Lord comes to take this church home, are you going to have faith in God? Will he find faith? If we go to Hebrews 11 and 1 faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Are you walking by faith with God? Are there things you haven't seen yet but you're praying for? Are there things you don't, you haven't uh, you're believing for but they haven't happened yet? See by faith I'll be up in the morning praying again. Come on and I'm going to be up on Tuesday morning by faith and I'm going to be praying again. God is wanting to know when I come back will I find faith in the earth? Will you have faith you would say well that's kind of silly to even ask that question is it because in the religious world you don't have to have faith you just come to church, you hear a sermon, three songs, you go home, you've done your duty for the week, you don't have to exercise faith, you don't have to pray, you don't have to get involved. But see, God said, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for people that will advance the kingdom of God. I'm looking for soul winners. I'm looking for prayer warriors. I'm looking for people who know the word of God. I'm looking for people involved in ministry. See, so when he comes back, he said, that's what I'm looking for. Will I find that when I get back here? And only you and I can answer that question. Will he find faith? Next verse. I know we're going to start another parable, but these verses 8 and 9 is where I want to dwell today for just a few moments. And he spake this parable to a certain, certain which trusted in themselves. Which trusted in themselves. I'll never have the faith that God's trying to help me have or walk in if I trust in myself. I, and I know how I can do that. Really? Bishop Wright preached a few months ago. He was in, in Bishop Schoonover's church. And he said something that revolutionized my thinking. And I've been walking with God 40 years, so for me it was, it, was a, 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 it was a revelation, it was a deeper understanding. He said, if you go to do anything and you don't ask God for help, then you are in a self-righteous state where I can do this, God, I don't need you. Now that shook me to my core. And I pray every day. And I'm in the Word. And so it's not like I'm super carnal. You see what I'm saying? But but what hit me was, are there some things that God, that I'm doing without praying about? Are there things that I think I can handle on my own? And you just take a break. That would be self-righteous. Self can do this. Remember what Paul said in Romans 7? He said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So I have to come back if I'm really going to be submitted to the Lord. If I'm really going to walk with God. I have to realize, I don't care what I'm doing. Lord, would you help me with this? Lord, would you direct my steps with this? Lord, would you help me at work today? Lord, help me to get through this job today. Lord, help me with this over here. What it does, it helps me rely on God. Yet we will say things like, I don't want to bother God with the little things if I don't, I am now self-righteous. I can do that. I can handle this. I got this. Didn't Satan say 14 times in Isaiah, I will ascend above the throne of God. I will, I will, I will. I don't want that I will spirit. I want to have a submissive spirit to God and say, God, I, I want to do what you're asking me to do. So we deal with faith in God. And faith will have me in fellowship with God. That whatever I'm going to do by faith, God's going to help me. This small path, this menial thing. God, I'm going to incorporate you in it so it goes smooth today. I don't got it. God, I don't got this. But with your help, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do this on my own, but God, if I can remove self-righteousness, I know what to say, I know what to do, get out of the way. No, no, i got to come back and say, God, if this is what you're asking me to do, then I am here to surrender by faith. I'm here to tell somebody today, you need to get behind elder flowers. This is a walk of faith. Come on, you're going to have to learn to trust God that what He's doing, He's going to accomplish through Him in your life. Amen. That is my faith in God. You can't serve man. Man will let you down. Man is not in this thing. In fact, if you serve me as your pastor, you missed the whole mark and somewhere I failed you miserably. I will only be successful if you go on and live for God. The only way. So when I come back in a couple months and preach, I need to see all your faces plus more. That means you serve Him. That means your faith in Him. That means you're trusting that He knows what He's doing. I'm here to tell you, God doesn't need my help. He knows exactly what He's doing. But what He needs from me and you is an obedient spirit that said, Lord, I'm walking with You. My fellowship is with You. My faith is with You. I'm going to trust You. I want to read something here. The difference between in the definition of the word faith and the word trust. Faith is the faith is a belief in something or someone without logical proof. I, I believe God's going to do this, but I have no proof. I don't even know when, where, or how. That is faith. Trust. But trust is a firm reliance on the character and integrity of another. The Lord Jesus Christ. Big difference. I I can trust him. He knows what he's doing. We all come to God and we learn to walk by faith. That's the beginning process. But that's not the finish line in your walk with God. Somewhere you're going to learn to trust God, because the definitions of these two words are very, very different. They may seem similar in in many ways, but there's one is a reliance without questioning or asking God, "Why did you make me go through this? Why are you doing this to me? Why am I suffering like that? Why do I got to have this?" You're just simply understanding God. I'm trusting. You know what you're doing in my life, and you're doing this for your glory, God. Their souls are going to be saved lives are going to be changed if I trust you and I'm willing to go through what you're asking me to go through the glory of God will be revealed why I can trust him with it now I didn't say you'd understand it I just I understand God I've got to trust you with what you're doing here and so we have faith but I'm here to tell you that all of us are going to have to go to a place that somewhere we're going to go from faith to trusting God that he knows what he's doing and, and he knows what to do. If I could use the story of Abraham in, in uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter, God called him out of Ur of the Chaldee, called him out of the world. It, it was a seaport, it, it had all kinds of corruption. It, was, it would be our Las Vegas. And the scripture said he called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees. And he called him to the land of Canaan. I I want you to go. you got to understand something here. Abraham at this point previously had no relationship with God. His father worshipped false gods. Come on. God's called you out. And some of your family is still caught up in all kinds of craziness and different things. But God loves you. He called you out. He said, I'm going to begin with you. I want you to be the starting point of of your family. That you're going to come out and you're going to walk in truth. You're going to love truth. You're going to embrace truth. And when you do that, the others are going to come with you. But by faith, I want you to take this step. And you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues so the Spirit of God can lead you. But this is what I'm trying to do in your life. So Abraham went. He goes into the land of Canaan, and there's a famine in the land, and it's difficult there. We're going to switch from faith to self righteousness. So in his mind, he said, man, there's food in Egypt. Why in the world would I want to stay in the land of Canaan and the rationing food and there's not much here? You know why I'm going to stay? Because this is where God called me. It's not about the loaves and the fishes. It's not about what can I get. What can I gain? It's about being in the perfect will of God. In His self-righteousness. He leaves Canaan. And He goes down into Egypt. When He gets down into Egypt, we see there that God's plan was, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. You are 75 years old. You're, you're past the age of even having kids. And Sarah, we're going to be more polite with her. But, but she's not going to be able to have kids. But I am going to give you a son. Now, would it take a little? F- if you were seventy-five years old, and I don't think anybody's that age in here, but could you imagine, Lord, coming to you? You're going to have a child. <laughs> really? That would cause you to stutter just a little bit, wouldn't it? Could you say, "Whoa, whoa! Those years are way past. <laughs> those years are way gone." No, you've never had a son, and in your seed. I'm going to build a tremendous church. Through your seed, I'm going to do amazing things. But it's going to be through one, your son, your, this child. And his self righteousness and the years that he's waiting, he's, he's now older, and there's no son yet. His wife said, Take on Hagar, which was a servant, an Egyptian servant, and said, Have a child with him. Self righteousness. Have a child with him. And this will be the promised child. No it won't. See self righteousness. Is going to get you in trouble. Self righteousness. Will cause you to do things. That you're going to pay a horrible price for. If I don't wait on the Lord. Hagar became. Of course, she had a son, and they named him Ishmael. What a thorn in the side that became. His wife becomes so jealous of Hagar and that boy that you got to put him out. you got to get rid of them. I don't care if they die in the desert or not. That's why i got to walk with God by faith and learn to trust him. When I'm in Canaan land, when I'm in the house of God, and it may seem barren, it may seem dry, I may seem hungry, I may seem like things aren't going the right direction. But let me tell somebody today, there are there are periods of time in your walk with God that you walk in a desert where, you're, where you don't feel the presence of God, where you walk by faith. Come on, that's what He's trying to get me to do. Come on, if you want to lay hands upon the sick and they recover, that doesn't come for free. God's got to be able to trust you with the kingdom work. So He's got to put you in a desert in a place where He can talk to you and see if you'll listen to Him. Or will you stay there? Or will you look for a way out of where God has put you? Stay in the desert. If you're in the desert today, I'm going to encourage somebody. If you'll stay there, there's a tremendous blessing of God that is waiting for you because God will say, uh, that good and faithful servant. That's what I was looking for. Now my anointing will rest upon you. Now my spirit will work through you. You don't think Elder Flowers and his family hasn't had some testing to get where he's at today? Some dark days, some cloudy days, uh, some discouraging days. Yes, but when you stay faithful to God, He begins to bless you and, and, and His anointing flows through your life. Now you can minister to someone else. If you're in the desert, don't try to get out. It was in the word of the Lord where John the Baptist was in the wilderness. And the Lord spoke to him in the wilderness. Come on. God's trying to help somebody. You may be in a wilderness place in your walk with God right now. You may say, I, I just don't feel God anymore. I just don't understand how this works anymore and all that. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Stay faithful to God and God will give you a breakthrough somewhere. But somewhere you pray, God would you use me. God I want to be used in the kingdom. And God said I heard that prayer and I'm now I'm answering that prayer. And how I'm answering that prayer is your wilderness is a place where you're going to learn to trust me. You don't need a Hagar if God promised you a son. I'm going to trust God. It may not be in my timing, but I'm going to trust God that in His timing, in the right timing, this miracle is miracle's going to come. You may need a financial blessing. God has got that blessing. It's going to be in His time. Are you willing to stay in the desert till the time is there? We can seek other ways and means. But that's not trusting God. The Lord will speak to you. He's going to ask you, would you trust me? Can you trust me with your family? Can you trust me with your finances? Can you trust me with with that ministry I've put into you? Can you trust me with that? In the only way you'll ever know Whether you trust God or not is in the trial that finds out whether I can trust Him. And I'll stay in that trial till He says, Come out, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I needed to see. See, I can become self-willed and self-righteous. But that's got to get emptied out of me. That's got to come to the place that that I I don't want that anymore. I I want the will of God. I want the mind of God. And if I let that happen, it, it will take me places... That that I never dreamed of really in accomplishing the work of the kingdom of God. But it is all because I submitted to God. And said, Lord, here I am. Use me. God, send me. Lord, you're the potter and I'm the clay. God, put your hand on me. Shape me and mold me. What's in there that needs taken out? It's interesting when you deal with the potter's wheel. Because he, he would get some clay this this ain't from Walmart either this this is the real deal you know he goes out and, and and digs it out of the earth and and he puts it on the wheel and he begins to turn it and he's got his hand on it come on god's got his hand on your life if you could recognize that and, and acknowledge that and as he's turning the wheel in the shape of a cup or a bowl that's coming forth, and all of a sudden there could be some, some, some type of rock or earthen thing in there that, that will not conform to what it needs to be. And what the potter does, he pulls that imperfection out, he throws it away, but he also has to start over with the bowl until so he'll collapse the bowl, he'll crush it and put it back together, you know, in a ball, put it back on the wheel. Would you let God bring correction in your life? When you need correction, if you will, He'll put you back on the wheel and He'll get you to where you got to go. Come on, none of us are perfect in this place this morning. We've all had to come off the wheel. The imperfections have had to be taken out and God put us back on the wheel. But I have to come to the place in my walk with God. You're the potter and I'm the clay, God. Let me get it right. Who's hand's on who? Whose life's leading who? So when I understand God's trying to lead my life, God's trying to guide my life, when I allow that to happen, God will do great things. Amen? Go to James chapter 4, verse 13 through 15 as we look to the Word of God today. I'm just going to camp just a minute on the self-righteous thing because that's not where I want to go. I want to bring revelation of it. I want an understanding of of self-righteous. And thank God even a guy like me can grab a hold of the definition. It's all about self. Me, I want, I did, desire, I got to have. Go now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. See, that's self righteous I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to go do this, this, and this. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Oh, really? And you may. But if you do it without God, it's going to be a whole lot of self. And a whole lot of self gets in the way of what God wants to do. In my life. And I believe God wants to bless the church more than any other individual. I believe that God would bless you in starting businesses and all that, but you can't do it in a self righteous way. You got to surrender to God and say, Lord, how do you want me to do this? And when do you want me to start? And how do you want it run? Next verse. I'm not singing, Brother Tim. (laughs) Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will. I want you to catch that. What am I supposed to say? Lord, if it's your will, let this happen. Lord, if it's here, this is your will, then you guide me and direct me in it because all I want is the will of God. Far too quiet in here. I get nervous, and I preach longer and longer and longer. Just kidding. But we ought to be growing in our maturity in the things of God. If you're a new convert today, that. This may be a little heavy, but but it's where I want to get in my walk with God that when anything comes up uh, or asks to do something or whatever, Lord, is this your will? Is this your plan? Is this what you want me to do? See, I want God. See, there's a peace in your spirit that when you know, hey, God wants this. God asked this to be done. Now, he's going to use elders to do it. The elder's going to come to me. He can say, would you handle this or handle that? But, but again, what have I done? I've been praying for the will of God and the mind of God. So Lord, let not my will be done, but let your will be done. And please understand, in the body of Christ, there's no competition. It' all needs to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. God, so human reasoning will get me in trouble. If the Lord will, we shall say, we shall live and do this or that, if the Lord wills. See, what's he trying to help me understand? And we've read the, the, the parable where the man, uh, had God had blessed him and he had a tremendous harvest, but he couldn't get all the harvest in the barn. And so he tore down the barns that he had and built bigger barns and brought that in and said, Oh, I'm going to take my ease now man I am set up I got a bank account like you wouldn't believe and the Lord said I'm going to require your life today I wonder how the story would have been different if we said Lord is this your will that I tear down these barns and build bigger barns? I wonder if the end wouldn't have been self-righteous. Look what I've done. Look at my crop. Look at my barns. Look what I have accomplished. To look two verses. Look what the Lord has blessed me with. Look how the Lord has worked in my life. Am I, are you understanding the difference between self-righteousness and, and the righteousness of God that's working in my life? Remember, righteousness just simply means doing what's right. Not all the words in the Bible are complicated. We just understand, God, I want you to help me to do simply what is right. And so Abraham is in Egypt. And God begins to deal with him. And he now leaves Egypt to do what? Go back to where God called him to. If you're here today, and you're out of sorts with God, you're in a place you don't belong, You can be like Abraham and come to the realization, I need to get back to where God called me to be. I need to be around the right people, the right crowd, the right influence. And Egypt sure wasn't going to be it. And so he had to come back and trust God. One of the things I love about Abraham, he was an altar builder. Constantly seeking God. God, I blew it! What do I do with Hagar now? God, what a mess my home is in. Because I didn't listen to you. But God, I'm sorry. I repent, God. Help me get back right with God and where I need to be in God. Then you need to leave Egypt and you need to go back to the land of Canaan where I called you. Where I wanted to do a work in your life. And when he got back to where he belonged, he's a hundred and Sarah is 90 years old. God gives them a son. You know what blows my mind? They had a whole herd of kids. Let me tell you, when God blesses you, it's not just a little bit. Isaac had brothers and sisters. We don't focus much on that. But when I step back and look at it, because you've done what I asked you to do, I'm going to bless you above and beyond what you even thought I could do. Because God's not going to be beholden to you or beholden to me. God, He said, I'll bless you some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. And when I allow God to do that, by doing what? I'm going to come back. I don't want self-righteousness. God, I'm going to come back to this place. I'm going to trust you. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, you need to trust the Scripture today. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somewhere you better trust that what God's telling you is absolutely right. And if you're telling me to get baptized... And I got water, by the way. Not too warm, but I got water and I got towels. That you could go down in that water today. You've got to trust God. Come on. Everything's by faith. Do you realize from the outside, from the world, I'm standing back here. Somebody gets baptized. I'm going, yeah, really? Went in dry, come out wet. What's the big deal? But see, that's the world's standpoint. But when you know Him as Lord and Savior... We know that that man or that woman just got all their past sins washed away. We know that they're going to come up out of that water in newness of life. We know that they're going to take on the name of Jesus in water baptism. Now they've got authority to pray in that name. We also know that in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, he's going to get the answer of a clear conscience toward God. We know it's a miracle of God. He's going to do an operation in the water that you and I can't see. But by faith, I know and trust God. It's going to be gone When they come up out of the water. Come on, everything we do is about faith and trusting God. Self-righteousness is when I'm trying to figure out how God's going to get this done. I'm going to encourage somebody today. Just stop trying to figure it out. And just say, God, let me just hear your voice. God, give me clear direction, God. Uh, And and I'd repent first probably. I'd probably say, God, forgive me because I've been a little self-righteous here. And I've tried to do this on my own. I got a little impatient and I got ahead of you. But today I'm here to get in this place I need to be with you. God, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back up and I'm going to wait till I hear your voice. Abraham had made that mistake of going from Canaan into the, into the land of Egypt. You know what is so interesting? When the Lord began to deal with him that it was time to move out. And I'm going to give you everywhere that you tread under your foot is going to be yours. Notice what happened. I ain't moving until I know it's God. I don't need another Hagar. <laughs> I don't need that fighting and bickering in my home. I don't need... See what I'm saying? Hey, if he did it for Abraham... He'll do it for me. It may not be a Hagar in your life, but it could be other things in your life where you haven't listened to the voice of God and in your own self picked up your way. We're going to do it this way. Bless God. And God's going, no, we're not. No, we're not. I already mapped out what I got for your life. And I'm going to wait until you come to that place that you're willing to surrender Who's the will of God. I wish I could tell you that when the Lord dealt with me in coming to him that I yielded immediately. I wasn't that individual. I I struggled with this at first. I had a lot of doubt and unbelief in my life about anything concerning church and and God. Uh, I'd never picked up a Bible. I'd never opened one up. At the age of 24, I didn't know there was a Genesis or a Revelation or any book in between any of that. I, I did not know that. So I struggled at first. But I'm here to tell you, I thank God for his patience in my life and bringing me to the place that today I can trust Him. I want to encourage somebody. You can trust Him. I want you to know He knows what He's doing. And He knows how He's working in your life. And if you would allow this today, God's going to help somebody. Somebody's in this place today. If you would be willing. Kim. What we're going to do, we're going to ask God to forgive us. If I have stepped in and become Self-righteous. If I've taken the reins of my life away from the hand of God. Notice everything's willingly. See, I have to hand the reins over to God. He'll let me hold them. Now I'm not going to get where I need to get. I'm not going to be what God called me to be. As long as I've got those reins in my... I can control this. Do you realize that when you learn to trust God, you're not in control? People who have to be in control of everything struggle with faith. They struggle with trusting God because I've had to manage my life. I've come out of abuse and beatings and and, and poverty and everything. I can't trust anybody! You can trust Him. He won't hurt you. you. You've got to realize... He's Almighty God. He could do anything in my life and your life that He wants. Isn't it amazing how patient He is with us when we're not in the will of God, when self-righteousness is there? Thank God He just doesn't smash me, destroy me, or kill me there. You rebellious brat! Boom! But His love keeps wooing us. His spirit keeps drawing us. Please, son, don't go down that road. Please, daughter, don't don't go that way. I've got better for your life. And the Spirit of God is wooing somebody this morning. And you've been struggling. And God God is here this morning. He's on my side. Sister Kim made a statement. I'm going to be intentional this year. You know what that means? I'm not just going to bounce here, bounce there, bounce around. But I'm going to be intentional in my walk with God. I want to be intentional with what He's doing in my life. And the direction He's trying to take it. Let's be intentional. If we as a congregation this morning could just, in a minute, just do a repenting prayer. Just all of us together. Just spend a few moments in repentance. And if you don't have anything to repent, then pray for me. Uh, Pray for someone else. Uh, because again, we, we want to grab the reins. We want to be in control. But I can't be what God has called me to be when I hold those reins. Would you stand with me? I just want to pray for a few moments here. Can we do that? Let's just pray a repentive prayer. As an entire congregation, all of us praying together. Knit together, laborers together, workers together. Father, I come to you today, God. If I have taken the reins away from you, Lord God, if I have become self-righteous in doing things my way on my terms, God, I pray for your forgiveness today, God. I pray cleanse me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, I'm sorry. Sorry for not trusting you, Lord God. Sorry for not believing in you, Lord God. Sorry that I didn't have the faith that you're trying to build in my walk with God today. But right now, Father, I will surrender all. Lord, I surrender all right now. Come on, just lift your hands and surrender. Come on, if you're willing to turn it over to Him right now. God, I surrender. I don't want to be self-righteous, God. I, I don't want to call the shots, But I want you to order myself. God, I want you to lead and to guide me today, God. I'm hungry for it, God. This year, I desire it more than anything else. Because we have repented of our sins today. I want you to come and gather around this altar. Now I want you to pray, God, help me yield to that Your calling for my life. Whether you're in the desert and He wants you to stay a little bit longer, would you yield yourself to God today? If He's trying to take you in a direction with your walk with God, would you yield yourself to that today? Beautiful, beautiful. Come on, come on, This is between you and God. Yeah. It's yeah. I yield yeah. myself yeah. 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 to you today. God. Yeah. I'm gonna see you.